TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, guys. So actually, we're legit now. We have a sponsor. We said yes to the dress. <laughs> We're super excited about this. So we're being sponsored by Miles from Milla, which is an awesome charity that's going to raise money through a 40-mile bike ride um, to open this all-new grief counseling center in the heart of Memphis. It's actually a branch of the Kimmons Wilson Family Center for Good Grief, and it's in partnership with Baptist. And just because they've got a big name attached to them doesn't mean they don't need funding, guys. So we're going to tell you a little bit later in the episode how you guys, as our listeners, can help out. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Surf Memphis, the podcast where we let strangers sleep on our couch and show them your city. In this episode, we sit down with our Australian couch surfer, Judy, and talk about workaway, banana cars, how to steal someone's Wi-Fi. We also get deep about running away from home, and we create a scavenger hunt for our Memphis listeners. Hi, and welcome to Surf Memphis, the podcast where we let strangers sleep on our couch and show them your city. I'm here in Crosstown Concourse with my co-host, Carly Bensavinga. What's up? Ow, ow! <laughs> and our uh, another Australian guest, Judy. Hey! <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Judy, welcome to Memphis. Welcome to Surf Memphis. So happy to have you. So what brought you to Memphis? Uh, I'm doing a work away here, so that's why I'm in Memphis. Okay, cool. That's great because I have been wanting to talk about Workaway forever. I love couch surfing. I might love Workaway more though, but I haven't Workaway enough to say that I love it as a whole more. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they're very different experiences. But so we wanted to like just give a little brief overview of what Workaway is. Yeah, for we, we the do people. talk about couch surfing enough that. I think everybody gets what it is. I think people know by now <laughs> on episode nine what couch surfing is and how it works. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, um, Google don't it, know. find out. Have I you don't. been paying attention? <laughs> like, do you even know who Daniel from Madrid is? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But uh, so Workaway is a similar type of thing. It's a cultural exchange website um, that provides free accommodation for budget travelers founded in 2002 um, around the same time as couch surfing. Uh, the difference there is that Workaway is for people that are looking for longer term experiences and want to actually, in the name, work away. They yeah. want to go and do some volunteer work. And it's usually you do about five hours a day in exchange for your meals and your lodging. So you can stay with families. You can work at hostels, farms. There's tons of places. It's all over the world. It's crazy what there is to yeah. do on Workaway. Because, I mean, as you know, Judy, you've, how many Workaways have you done by now? Uh, I don't know, maybe six or something like that. That's a great number. That's a, And how long have they been? Like, what was the shortest and what was the longest? The shortest, a week. Longest, a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so you, ra you range from like a week to almost a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that's kind of probably about the average that people will go and do this. But when you're browsing the website, it gets ridiculous. It's like, come pick strawberries in Tuscany. And you're like, what? I can do that? Like, I just live in the goddamn Italian countryside, pick strawberries, drink wine at night, yeah. and live my life. Yeah. There's, um, there was, oh, there was one that's a traveling Italian circus that I still regret to this day. What? That I, I did. Yeah. I was talking to them, too, and I picked the, it was between the workway I actually went and did, which was amazing, and I'm glad I did it, or the traveling Italian what, what circus. What were the jobs in the circus? So, like, uh, they did a lot of theater stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty much like a lot of backstage work. And they said, if you could like learn a skill that they would let you do it. And like, <laughs> I already know how to juggle three. 
I'm not like that great of a juggle. I can only do three. <laughs> I could do some mediocre juggling for I, you all. I could like I could practice overnight though, and like I would I would probably stay up for 24 hours just like learning how to juggle well, just to be in the circus. <laughs> that's something that's like really cool about Workaway too, though, is that like you can just learn any fucking that's skill true. that you want to learn. If you're like, I want to learn how to weld. That, great go yeah, do a work like go weld yeah if you want to like <laughs> judy actually was telling us earlier you want to learn how to work with horses right yeah well anyway any workaways or i just do work away to learn things that right. you don't normally get to learn at home sort of i guess like horses or welding that horse stuff Circus. building <laughs> i've got to learn so much about building in the last six months so that's been cool so like uh what things have you learned about building bricklaying i can lay bricks okay <laughs> that is a marketable skill girl <laughs> get it I, I don't know if i'm gonna put it on my cv just yet but <laughs> your four page long cv that you showed me today <laughs> oh damn yeah she was like do you think that four pages is too many and i was like yeah <laughs> it's not finalized yet <laughs> uh but yeah no learn you can learn something like at home you don't really get to learn like i don't know i don't have the opportunity to learn things like building and like mm-hmm. instruction but on, in Workaway, you have so many uh, chances to learn that sort of thing, which is cool. And the horse, the horse thing too. I want to learn about horses. So you, can you <laughs> tell us more? So everybody, Memphis listeners, you'll know this, but if you're not from Memphis, there's a place called Shelby Farms in Memphis, and it's kind of this. Oh God, how do I even describe it? It's a huge city park. Um, that's mm-hmm. it's acres and acres, and there's. Um, there's boat riding there. There's horseback riding, which is biking. what there's biking. There's, I forgot. I think I, they call bisons. it, I think they call it sort of like an urban, urban. Uh, there's like something that they use to describe it. There's it's a technical sort of, term that we sort, don't know. It's sort of like an urban <laughs> playground. I would say it actually has one of like the most world renowned children's playgrounds. That playground is seriously mm. fucking dope. It's though. amazing. Girl, you, you'll play on it. You'll know. Yeah, play on that playground. (laughs) But so Judy is going to be workawaying there. So she's going to be with a a guy. You're going to be at the stables and like take people out on the horseback tours. Yeah. Well, I I don't know what I'll be doing yet. I haven't started. But (laughs) well, if you see a blonde Australian girl in the next month over at Shelby Farms with the horses, that's Judy. (laughs) Say hey. Say you love the podcast. I guess that's the thing, though. You never really know what you're going to be doing until you rock up there. Like some some workaways are quite surprising. And uh, you're not really sure what to expect. So we'll see. I kind of wish that I, because one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is Carly and I, as much as we talk about how meaningful couch surfing is in our lives and some of the stories and people that have come through, I think for us, like the workaways we've done are just, it's, it's almost like a more personal. Definitely. Well, you get longer, you get more time as well to Mm -hmm. have that experience and really like immerse yourself and. Uh, yeah, I, I think work, I like Workaway maybe more than Couchsurfing. <laughs> you know what I do like about Workaway, though, is that you do feel like you're you're earning your keep. Yeah. I like that feeling. I like yeah. feeling like when I'm bumming around the house, it's because I worked and like technically I'm off now. <laughs> I get I get really like itchy feet to work when I'm traveling. Like when I'm just bumming around, like, you know, stoned all day doing nothing. It's like, <laughs> fuck, I really should be doing something productive with my life. So then when I do a work away, I feel a lot better about my, you know about myself (laughs) yeah doing things (laughs) no that's a really good point because christy and i both um we've talked about it before we both did pretty long trips to europe Mm -hmm. Uh, we were both there over three months um and i couldn't have just done three months going to hostels couch surfing backpacking uh yeah it's that thing where you feel like you want to like really be a part of something and do something yeah um so i did three workaways when i was abroad um two were staying with families in ireland one had a kid with down syndrome that i worked with the other had 
was a single mom with two little boys and I did a lot of gardening and, and stuff for them. But the best one that I did was in central Portugal and it was these two Dutch women that were living on this amazing farm slash campsite. Um, and I learned how to make jam from figs that I picked wait, myself. Wait, wait, What? You know how to make jam and you haven't made jam yet and we're roommates? We were roommates. <laughs> oh my God, they were roommates. That's just us quoting another vine that you may or may not know. Um, yeah, I, I, I do know how to make fig jam. So find me a fig tree and I will pluck D- them off and make you that bitch, jam, girl. Done deal. Okay. I'll plant a fig tree right now. I'll go. I'll find you. I dare you. Um, (laughs) Double dare me. Yeah. No. (laughs) See if I do it. Making fig jam. Really cool (laughs) thing I learned from Workaway, and also just like how to mop a tent. Um. <laughs> what? Okay, we're talking. Wait, can I just like, wait, 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 wait. can I list our marketable skills that we we've, we've so far said that each of us has? Judy can lay bricks. I can only juggle three things at one time, and Carly can mop a tent. You should employ us, listeners, if you have um, something that you know you need help with, and make fig jam. I can also do that. Um, yeah, but it was really funny, too, because they were this lesbian couple living in central Portugal, um, and most of their friends that came to Portugal were from the Netherlands, so mm. I think I learned more about Dutch culture in Portugal oh, than I did. Oh, we about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I made fun of you. I was like, why didn't you study your Dutch before you went to Portugal? You did tell me about that. Yeah. So I guess I guess I have talked about this before, but that was just like one of those experiences that you can only get on Workaway. I spent two weeks there. Wait, can you please tell my favorite story? About how I hacked into their Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully they don't somehow find this podcast. I mean, but, yeah, but you got to set it up as to why they didn't want anyone to have the Wi-Fi and how you just needed it. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, audience. I didn't just need it. I was like, um, the the walk to the library that had Wi-Fi was like strenuous. Like it was, cr- it took like over an hour walking through hills, walking through like traps yes it was it was yeah you had to like jump over beaver traps and like all this it was it was nuts you had to do a whole obstacle course in order to you get this do, wi-fi like, the zombie mud run right so it's like how bad do you want internet versus okay my thing was just i want people to know that i'm safe like i have jewish parents well jewish mom and grandmother who are gonna be worried about me if they don't hear from me every right. like 20 minutes so that's why Wi-Fi is important. It had nothing to do with Snapchat and We're all that nonsense. We're texting best friend, Christy. Yeah. Who cares? I needed um, you to have that Wi-Fi. So I was really glad when you I know. I would it. open it and just have like 20,000 messages from Christy. But um, <laughs> anyway, so they didn't want people to have their Wi-Fi because their wifi they, they actually said they didn't have Wi-Fi. They were like, sorry, we don't have it. And I was like, you liars. Like, they had a network that was named after the name of the place. And I was like, oh, really? Or, like, how are you messaging me, how are you messaging me on Workaway if you don't have Wi-Fi? Like, of course you have some sort of internet connection. Um, so I, they, I guess they just wanted people to be, like, really immersed in the Workaway and not distracted by their phones. I was sleeping in a tent, though, speaking of, like, next to the tents that I had to mop and clean yeah. up for people. There was my own little tent. It was a great setup. But... The internet wouldn't reach down there anyway. Yeah. So I would go down there and just like listen to a shit ton of podcasts. <laughs> um, but so I just hacked into their, they had this little laptop in the upstairs room where everyone would eat dinner and stuff. And I waited for them to go to bed one night and just like <laughs> went on there with my little millennial knowledge and, <laughs> and found out the password to their Wi-Fi. Wait, and how did was, you find out the password? 
You know, like, like on a computer, you can, uh, like, not on a Mac, but on a Windows computer, you can uh-huh. just go to the network and then be like, show the password. <laughs> and I got the password, okay. and I was on there, and then I uh, I would just, like, sneakily stay up there a little bit later than usual. <laughs> but I don't think they ever found out. And now I remember I, you were texting me. You were like, well, they noticed, like, all the traffic from my phone and i was like not unless they're looking and if they don't dude i did hide their i did a lot of googling too where i was like can people see if you're using their wi-fi and it was like yes but they have to be very tech savvy and i was like they don't even know that they have wi-fi essentially so anyway that's how i broke into some wi-fi in central portugal yeah but you had a lot of other good experiences too like with all the food i remember you have a list in your phone of food and the boxed wine there was like $15 $15 wine here. It was like beautifully $15 delicious. Wine. <laughs> That's, That's a good a, bottle like, of wine. I'm not buying that $6 barefoot anymore. I am not drinking that $15 Rex Goliath. Dude, we had 19 crimes last night. It was $10.99 and that shit was delicious. Dude, I love that. Try and tell me crimes. it wasn't. At 19 crimes at this podcast sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> thanks 19 crimes you're australian and we love australians so i think yeah. that would be as we can obviously show since judy is here hi <laughs> <laughs> so judy we're kind of talking about i guess shenanigans work away experiences memorable experiences mm. so you haven't started your one in memphis but what's the most memorable work away experience that you've had so far uh, well there was a, I did a work away in California, maybe about four months ago. Lovely family. I uh, got along with them really well. Got along with the 20-year-old son very well. <laughs> like how well? <laughs> Intimately. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, dear and girl. Had to hide it from the whole family the entire time. <gasps> this is so juicy. Uh, this is now a secrets podcast. <laughs> Seven years younger than me, but he was, he was such a babe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the work that you were supposed to be doing while you were banging their son? Oh, you know, just uh, uh, stuff around their property. I, I built some stairs, actually. That Whoa. Was, that was really cool. My first set of stairs that I've ever built <laughs> from the creek up to the property. Uh, did some furniture refurbishment. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what you're saying is you were nailing a lot of things. Yeah, you know what? I've actually had like a little bit of... Uh, sex on workways oh. it's, like, it's a good place to meet people sometimes well okay in, in besides like joking about it just you're at someone's house and it's you're staying there for a while and it's just kind of intimate anyway yeah i, I think like it's so. natural for it that depends i mean it's definitely not happened as well i'm not saying that that's what happens everywhere but uh <laughs> it's, it's i mean it's such a great way to meet locals and like really be part of like a local you know thing that's going on i just think that's so interesting Mm. though that you kind of like were living with this family and had to like hide this little relationship i think that's hot that you're having it it's kind of like the movie call me by your name have you guys seen it (laughs) no No. okay because the premise is essentially that there's this he's like 18 um there's this 18 year old kid and then his dad has this guy coming to study with him and he's like 24 and they have this it's two men, but they have this little like summer love affair type yeah. thing, and they hide it from the parents. Um, I might have mo- just spoiled <laughs> this whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah, um, not really though. That's mm. that's the premise. Check it out. It's a great movie. This is now a movie review podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is it is a 
what kind of podcast is this? I just you know, don't know. <laughs> we really started out in the beginning with a clear, clear focus for our podcast. And every episode, it just derails into <laughs> something else. But, <laughs> but I think the main point is that we have our couch surfers here. And whatever they can bring to the table, we take it and we run with it. And that's what this podcast is. <laughs> it's so, our podcast. We'll do whatever we want. That's it. <laughs> Hi, it's Mark here, host of the Dr. Heckle podcast. We take an in-depth look at science with out-of-depth guests. Get it now on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, or on the oamnetwork.com. All right, guys. So earlier we mentioned that we are now legit. We are professionals. So we're going to tell you guys more about what we told you at the beginning of the show, which is Miles from Miller. And Memphis, of course, we talk on the show a lot of about a lot of fun things, partying, going to see the sites. But Memphis is also home to a lot of great nonprofits. And we just actually learned about this one. Yeah. So Memphis is also a city that has tons of people living in it. So some of these people are people that are experiencing the unexpected loss of a loved one. Uh, many grieving families are faced with expensive counseling fees. But thankfully, in Memphis, there's a center that offers kids and adults Grief counseling without any fees. So we are super excited to be made a partner in a campaign to help support an expansion of the Kemmons Wilson Family Center for Good Grief, which will be called Milla's House. So the house was actually named in memory of Milla Gieselman, who is the daughter of Fraser and Dana Gieselman. Uh, unfortunately, Milla is not with us today as a result of a neurodegenerative disorder that took her life in 2016 and you know carly i really feel for this family i know you and i have experienced loss in our own lives and this family was lucky enough to find a lot of relief and support at the good grief center and we're able to go through this journey with the help of caring professionals so because of that support and the strength of their family fraser and dana are leading this campaign and have asked that we help promote miles for milla so about the, this race is going to be on may 19th um if you have access to a two-wheeled bike and a helmet and are giving mind and body and available on may 19th uh, we have some tickets. They're $25 for this 40-mile bike ride that's going to raise money for this really great cause. Um, and the after party for this charity event is going to be at Wiseacre with beer and food provided. And you guys will definitely see us there. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely be there. Um, so for $25 and some legwork, you get some exercise, get to support a great cause, meet some amazing people. You get a Miles for Milla t-shirt. And you get some some of the finest beer in town at Wiseacre Taproom. And so we're going to get back to the regular part of our show, but at the end we'll give you guys more details and a fresh update. TheOAMNetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. Do you have any other memorable experiences besides the California one? Um, or just like yeah, the, the biggest takeaway from a work away? What's your biggest takeaway besides like a skill? Like what's something emotional or internal or... Life altering. Mm-hmm. Just really getting to know people, I guess. Like mm-hmm. spending time with families, living with them, being part of their family. But for me, like that, that's like, I love that part. But learning new skills is like the best thing ever. Mm. I love it. I think that for me, my work away, well, I really, when I first did my trip, oh God, almost two years ago now. God. It'll be okay, sweetie. Death is coming. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here to reassure you. I was about to say death is coming for me. Time just goes so fast. It messes me up. No, so my my work away was I I pretty much found it the day I signed up for work away. By the way, work away is, I think, $30 as a subscription. And it's for a whole year. And it's absolutely worth it if you want to use the website. I think it's more than a year. It might be two or five years. Two years? Well, mine definitely expired, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like super reasonable to sign up. 
Yeah, and it's, then it's you can worth definitely it. worth it. You can yeah. send unlimited messages once you yeah. do that too, right? Yeah. 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 And um, so I was just scrolling through, and I was just like France, you know. And I saw that there was a family that needed help with a girl that has a developmental disability, which is like the kind of job that I've been doing for the last few years. And I was really excited. I messaged them. They messaged me back that day. I mean, like I found them and I signed up for Workaway on a Monday. And on Wednesday, I had like all of my dates and everything to go. So it was like kind of like a fucking ridiculous Workaway. And I mean, ridiculous in the fact that it was like paradise on earth. First of all, I messaged them and I had no idea that they had this like really cute house with this like beautiful garden with all these like fruit trees a pool like a little fucking bungalow house covered in grape ivy and shit it was amazing and i spent two months with them and i got really close to their daughter that had um a developmental disability since i was like a caretaker and there were other work there that were also my age that were women so it was like really nice to get close to them um but like i was saying they they were nudists at the pool in the jacuzzi and for me that's something that i've never really like confronted before at the time where I was like okay like how do I feel about just like being nude around like a bunch of other people and I remember the first day I was like yeah I was talking to the other work away sorry did they list this in the profile yes they did okay yeah they did um so one of the things was I was talking to the girl that was there on the first day and I was like yeah I think I'm just gonna like go out of my bathing suit today and then just like warm up to it and she was like no here's the thing if you go out there now and warm up to it the day that you decide to do it it's going to be a huge fucking deal uh, she's like if you just go out there naked right now and don't care nobody's going to think twice about it and the rest of the time you're here it'll just be normal and i was like oh my god that is so true so I just like went tits out and went for it and it was amazing i got super tan that summer and it's kind of ridiculous because wait just tits out yeah well That's like sometimes normal. not some <laughs> well, uh, well it depends it depends like jacuzzi like not all the time like it'd be like all yeah. of it sometimes it depends on who's over yeah. i don't know and i feel like it's here it's not as normal yeah, i feel like america is not normal in, in yeah america. we have like this really like reserved thing with like nudity and like women like going around topless yeah it's and stuff, always which sexualized I, I really yeah. noticed this actually in, Mex- mm. in mexico okay like, on the Pacific coast, there's lots of different travelers everywhere and everyone's half naked. And in the Caribbean coast, lots of Americans and no one is naked. I went mm-hmm. topless there and everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, girl. So like after my work away, I, I met with some like, like this girl I used to know in high school in Barcelona. And like she was with a bunch of her American friends and we went to the beach and I was like, man, I kind of want to go tits out, you know, like it feels awesome. And you're just like, fuck it. And I saw that there were some other women doing it. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And this group of, like, Americans. And I swear to God, they, like, would make eye contact with me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, like, and plus I was like, dude, I'm super tan. I look really good right now. It's funny, was, funny that you say that. First time I ever went topless was in Barcelona. I was probably oh, maybe 20 years old. Something about Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. If you're thinking about experimenting with going <laughs> topless, like... Book a trip to Barcelona. Or just do it. That's that's my just advice. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Like, just fucking do it. No one gives so a fuck. Good. And yeah. I think that's that's another thing that's really cool about all of this. Like what you were saying is essentially like ripping off the band-aid and just jumping out of your comfort yes. zone. That's so true. Um, saying yes to shit and just like just doing it. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think I've ever regretted doing something. I've always just regretted not doing something. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. And that's kind of what I learned from being with them for that two months is I... I hate being that person that's like, I can't, I walked away completely changed, but I totally <laughs> did. Cause I just, in the South of France, they're just so laid back. They don't give a shit about anything. They, they just would keep saying to me, they're like, you're alive to, to, 
to experience life and to, to feel joy from it. Like we would have coffee in the garden, like literally walking around the garden, like naked, picking fruits off the trees. Like you're in the goddamn book of Genesis. <laughs> it was amazing. And I, um, I have a really close relationship with them and I went and saw them again in October and I just love it. And I loved that opportunity to work for them. And yeah, when actually my, when I was in Barcelona, I just cried the whole time because I miss them so much. And I think you and I were talking about that, Judy, actually. Like walking away from an experience because you had said you had just left a lot of people in Mexico when you came here. I've left a lot of people a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, it's same. emotional. Girl, same. It's, it's part of it's, traveling. It is and part of traveling in life. And I don't think that people kind of, I don't know, this might be a, t- a really deep topic to get into, but like it's... Go it's, deep or go home. That's what I always say. <laughs> That's what I like to tell people. Um, anyway, so... I, I don't know. Just it's almost like the more you get, the more you have to give up. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? That like, does make sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think that as travelers, you just sort of learn that the gains are always going to be outweigh sort of those. Those p- p- there's literally points where you feel like you're leaving your heart in a physical place, and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm leaving um, this family in Ireland, and like, here's a piece of my heart. Like, not gonna get that back, but right. I had that experience, and you just grow from it, and you get to share those stories. And like, for example, like if I ever go and meet the family you stayed with you in have France, to go meet them. you have to. I will. You should come too. Everyone should meet them. Uh, they're the greatest people on earth. <laughs> and if and you want to just... know more, message me. <laughs> at me but yeah it's just it's just sort of sort of sharing shawarma (laughs) shawarma is delicious um but yeah just sharing those experiences and that's like kind of what we were joking earlier about like what is this podcast even but that's like what in my heart i think this podcast is about shawarma yes (laughs) shawarma and hummus the two greatest gifts to mankind but can you like bow tie what this podcast is about humans connecting (laughs) no seriously i think it's about i think it's about broadening people's world not ah i don't want to sound pretentious but i think it's about sort of introducing people to the concept of home sharing which i think we've done and the fact that like people are coming and staying with us and all of we had a married couple that has children you know we have somebody like you that's like a free-spirited traveler doing work away Mm -hmm. traveling solo we've had other couples there's just so many different people that are doing this yeah. Um, and I think sharing that, sharing things like work away, just sharing, sharing stories of people's lives that are coming and yeah. experiencing Memphis with us. I think Memphis is a big part of it, too. I think, honestly, like as you're talking about mm. this, I feel like the podcast is almost like a therapy session to help <laughs> me kind of let go of some of the people that do come visit us. Because we were talking about like how it's easy to leave your heart somewhere. Sometimes couch surfers come and they take it with them. And you don't yeah. even realize that they've done that. Like last night, uh, we had a guy come in June. His name was Tomek and he's from Poland. Last night we were like videoing, video messaging each other. It's almost been a year now. And we're like still talking to this guy. We're talking to everybody. And this guy Tomek actually wants to open a bar in Poland. <laughs> yeah. And Christy and I toy with the idea of actually going and working at this bar. We don't know a Any single Polish. word of Polish. I <laughs> think we thing. know cheers. Nostravi. 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 Nostravinia. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. We know cheers, <laughs> and that's about it. But um, I think 
well, what am I trying to say? That, yeah, we, we just have these connections and we do have these people that come and it's sad, but it's also like... But also be, the idea of going to a bar in Poland, like yes. uprooting your life and doing that, even if it doesn't work out, because of the past experiences that we've had where we've said yes to something, it just gets easier to say yes to things. Don't you feel like that? Like, Yeah, definitely. We, you have to try everything. Yeah. Don't you think that like you said... Um, like Australians, you guys tra- start traveling super young now. I feel like you guys definitely get an earlier start than Americans do because of your gap year and your I don't culture. Know. Of, like big generalization. Everyone has their <laughs> own experiences. I left because I I hated where well, Australia at the time. Oh, really? I, I hated my whole upbringing and childhood and everything that Australia had to offer me at the age of nineteen. I hated it, and I thought I just had to get out. And that's why I left the first time. But since then, I've fallen back in love with Australia and I, I see all the good things about it. But that's what drove drove me to leave. Whereas mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, some people leave because they're like, you know, cultured and intelligent enough to go traveling. But that wasn't me. <laughs> I was literally like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so where did you go that first time? I moved to London when I was 20 years old. Hell yeah. Yeah. What was, it was- it like? <laughs> I mean, looking back, I'm like, wow, it's like pretty full on to, to I didn't know anyone there. I didn't I hardly had any money, maybe $1,000 maximum, like moved to the other side of the world. Looking back at that now, I'd be like, I was like, well, how the fuck did I do that? Like, I, <laughs> it's not something that I would do now as like a, wi- a slightly wiser, like more, slightly more grown up woman. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad I did because otherwise my life would probably be pretty miserable. <laughs> so at what point did you kind of, figure out that you didn't have a grudge against Australia anymore? Was it a slow burn or was there like a specific moment where you were like, you know what? I think I'm kind of over the reasons that I left. Uh, when I, I was in London and Europe for three years and then I moved back to Australia and I moved to Melbourne. So a different city from where I grew up. And there I established a really amazing group of friends and a amazing little life and Grew to love Australia. Isn't so. that funny that you <laughs> you literally wanted a change of place and you could you could have moved to Melbourne then. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been the same. You wouldn't have had the same outcome if you didn't go outside of your comfort zone and everything and then come back. Yeah. It's the extreme emotions that you have though as like, you know, a teenager or a young adult where you're like, <laughs> all right, fuck this. I'm moving to the other side of the world. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. I can kind of relate to that too. Like I hated i didn't hate it but by the time i was graduating from high school i was like sick of everything about new york i was like Mm -hmm. the fucking snow the people are so rude (laughs) it's expense i don't know why i like had a concept of money (laughs) at that age i was like it's expensive expensive. i also was making a shit ton of money working at this music store so but anyway yeah i just like wanted to be away from that and i was like i want a tropical climate i don't want snow anymore so i went to the university of miami thinking like this is what i need i need to go and it wasn't that big of a jump because I have family that's like goes back and forth. They're snowbirds. They go down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone down to Florida like all the time, but it was just kind of this thing like, get me away from here. And then like now, like years later, I have such fond memories of New York. Yeah, I think about do. it and I, <laughs> I'm like, it's the greatest city in the world. <laughs> it sucks. It will rip everything out of you. But at the same time, it's home and it will always be home and I'll always be a person from New York. You know, yeah. like we sometimes people ask where you're from and I've lived so many places. So I'm like, what do I say? Yeah, I have that. Definitely. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> always going to say New York. That's always going to be where I'm from. But I think that 
in doing the things that I did in going to Miami and I started doing a lot of alternative spring break service trips, Mm -hmm. which sort of like got me into like traveling really cheap with a group of people and like doing something. And I think that sort of like led to me wanting to do something like work away. I was like, hell yeah, it's like alternative spring break for abroad (laughs) and like longer, longer than a week. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that like every choice that you make when you're younger, sort of like they all led us to where we are, right? This is getting really, really deep. This You know, you're you're literally talking and in my mind, I'm like, what are we going to call this episode? Because I feel like this is the (laughs) deepest we've gotten so far. But I'm like here for it. You know, like I feel like this is, this is the stuff that these are some of the conversations that we talk about when we're not in front of a microphone and we're like shit that we talk about in our in our we talk about this with couch surfers a lot so i'm kind of glad to like put something like this out there and like i think it's very cathartic like you were saying um just to add to the conversation of like miss not wanting to be where you are like i fucking hated arkansas and now i mean you know i'm I'm jokingly on the podcast i'm like it's the best place on earth (laughs) even though it's like really not but i have such a deeper appreciation for it because I realized that it wasn't where I was. It was like who I was at the time. Yeah. And I was in a situation when I was graduating college where everything about me and the way that everybody knew me, I wanted to change. So I felt like I had to run away somewhere. It ended up being Chicago where I met Carly. So great decision. Um, and then I realized I was like, holy shit, I could have just like made the changes in my life where I was. Maybe not have been as much fun or more meaningful. Nah, but mo- moving around is good. <laughs> I think so too. It builds I, character, and not everybody can do that. And I understand it. And sometimes it frustrates me because I do have people in my life where I'm like, I think you should just move. At least try it. At least go your, live somewhere else for at least a year, even if you fucking hate it. Yeah, I promise that you'll come back and be like, holy shit! But I did that, even though it sucked, and now I have a different perspective. You know, like I, that's, I think that's kind of what I also like about this podcast is. The idea of sharing that, like, making those jumps isn't as hard because we have these people all the time from all different walks of life, all different countries, different jobs, different economical situations, economical, economic situations. Economical <laughs> situations. guess what? A lot of us are broke, but not all of us. Yeah. No, we've had some people <laughs> that, like, like, there's a guy that was an engineer yeah. that came through. Like, there are some people that say, I can afford a hotel, but I would rather do this because I want to get to know people which mm-hmm. I think is super dope. Um, the majority are budget travelers, which we also are people on a budget. We are, <laughs> we are 20 somethings. We are, we can make a three part podcast episode series of how to travel on a budget. Honestly, <laughs> unless you're Judy and then you find all the thrift shops in Memphis. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing we wanted to, we wanted to bring up is your love of American thrifting. Oh, I don't think we should get started on it, really. Well, you're, wear- <laughs> you're literally wearing a jumper. You just... A sweater. <laughs> this sweater, bought today from a thrift shop about two hours ago. These pants, yesterday's thrift shop find. <laughs> oh, and we didn't get boots, though. We didn't get boots. My Damn. boots are still falling apart. Shout boots. out to all the Memphis thrift stores. Um, found Memphis. Oh, actually, I don't want to tell people about the one we found today. <laughs> oh, did you find, like, a secret gem of a thrift store? I think that, I, I think that we oh. did, honestly. I don't think a lot of people go over there. Okay. Podcast listeners in Memphis. This is now a scavenger this hunt. This is a scavenger hunt. If you can figure out 
Okay. Can you give like a general? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm give clues. Okay. I'm gonna give clues. Give some clues and then like seriously, if you're listening to this and you know what we're talking about, just like message us. <laughs> Let us know. This is so exciting. Okay. So here are the clues for the thrift shop finding challenge of 2018 presented by pow, 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 pow. Surf Memphis. <laughs> oh, this is when I should do the pew, 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 pew. We'll get Gil to put one in. Yeah. Right here. Here are the clues. Okay. The thrift shop is located on one of the worst streets in Memphis. <laughs> I hate this street. It's a super busy street. The second clue is that there is a central barbecue located within a mile or two miles of the thrift shop. The third clue is that it's called thrift. <laughs> thrift is in the name. Okay. I was Those like, did clues. you just give away the name at the end of all the clues? No, because I can't remember the name. <laughs> so I couldn't do it if I wanted to. <laughs> okay. So I was doing some Googling earlier. I typed in couch surfing just to see what would pop up. I stumbled upon this guy. His name is Steve, I think. Uh, okay. His name's Steve. Okay. Okay. And that's the whole... St- no, just kidding. That's not the whole story. Wow. Um, there's a Steve on couch surfing. <laughs> Steve from Blue's Clues. His name is Steve, and he is traveling around the country in a big banana car. <gasps> so, what? it is like he's going all over. He wants to go to a ton of festivals, and like the article is really funny. Um, let me pull it up real quick, but it's just like you should Google it and look at the picture of this thing because it's literally a giant banana with wheels on it and he wants to go to like all of the southern states in it so is he coming to memphis this is what i'm saying is that i went on his i found his facebook page and i commented and i was like from surf memphis i was like hey we have a podcast we host couch surfers we would love for you to come on if you're coming to memphis i think we should also like tweet at him send him the link to this episode okay um because i want this guy on this podcast what but, are we going to call him? But is it? But just but let's call him Banana Steve. Okay, Banana Steve. <laughs> um, and in this article, it says the reason I wanted to build a big banana car is I wanted to do something completely ridiculous. The world <laughs> needs more whimsy, and I just think that is the most wholesome shit. I love it so much. <laughs> um, he wants to v- visit as many parades and festivals as possible along the way, including Burning Man. So he's going to bring this banana car to Burning Man. Um, Does he have? room for other people in the banana car like yeah and it also says whip this banana car through the streets of memphis to my knowledge nobody has ever explored america from the comfort of an enormous banana i wanted to be the first and i'm just inspired by it honestly i honestly think i just fell in love (laughs) (laughs) with banana steve i just can't yeah i I can't wait mrs banana steve you could (laughs) but yeah it did like there are pictures of like people riding around in this car with him so if he comes we are absolutely taking this thing for listeners spin through Memphis. Listeners, what's it? What is his uh his information? So it's just look up big banana car. He has a Facebook page. He has a Twitter. There's a website. Um, oh my gosh, this is where we get the people that listen to us to like do something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so people of Memphis and podcast listeners, <laughs> people of the world, <laughs> exactly. Um, get out there tweet at this guy we want him on the show wow we're giving them a, a list of things to do today we're like we have a scavenger hunt for you and we also want you to get this banana dude to our where is he gonna park the banana <laughs> on our street <laughs> okay we had a hello kitty food truck parked in our driveway over the summer you know what if he, so but do you really have a, you know it's really hard to see that car 
you really have to keep your eyes peeled. Oh, oh my fucking god! <laughs> you know, Gil put his headphones on as we were talking about the banana car, and I was like, he's gonna say something. <laughs> he's got it. He. <laughs> Uh, no, I want that in. That's staying in. That's staying in, and I'm not going to let you edit it out. <laughs> it's really going to appeal to the people of Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what other banana puns are there? You guys should have plantained this episode out better. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at you. But right that's now. kind of yeah. That's like shade. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just so good. <laughs> if you oh have it, if you have a kid, you'll be able to do it too. All you have to do is have one kid. Oh, and then I'll just, you just dad have to joke be a parent, it up. and then yeah, you dad joke it up. Oh, okay. So uh, let's let's make a pregnancy pact. Twenty eighteen Memphis. I think you should have babies with Banana Steve. Uh, I will. I'll do that. <laughs> what about Daniel from Madrid? <laughs> Por qué no los dos? <laughs> <laughs> one of my kids will have dual citizenship to Spain, and the other one will inherit his father's car. <laughs> I would love to see like the uh, the child like what's it called baby seat uh, <gasps> car seat yeah it'd be, yeah like it would in, be it would be a ba- be mini a, banana it'd be a green banana because it's not ripe yet yeah. <laughs> oh my it'll be, be a little plantain yeah oh it'd be so cute it's just so cute <laughs> I wonder if like he loves other banana things like do you think he really likes do you playing think he's banana got beef gramps? with the, do you. <laughs> With the bananas and pajamas. No, I was going to say, do you think he has beef with Oscar Mayer? Oh, shit. What's better, a giant hot dog mobile or a banana mobile? Well, all of their promotional shit says this is the only, like, banana on wheels and, like, make that abundantly clear versus, I think there's lots of wiener mobiles. We should build build the other banana car and then drag race them (laughs) when he gets here. You said this was the only one. We proved you wrong. Let's build one and then trademark it. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, we should brand it. Let's just crush Put his dream. Put our logo on you know, it. fuck it. <laughs> this is not a podcast about crushing people's dreams. It's about... It's inspiring... Living your dreams. People. Yeah. To be their best selves. <laughs> <laughs> Have we lost you? <laughs> I'm here. I'm trying to think of banana puns. <laughs> it's taking me way too long. <laughs> We should all have like a two-minute silence and we all just think about banana toast. (laughs) (laughs) Something was banana split. (laughs) I've been thinking of like um, slipping, the idea of slipping on something. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because like you think of a banana peel on the road, you'd slip on it. Right. And it's a car. Like Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) What? Carly says Mario Kart. You're northern. That's very northern of you. I know. So does Dr. Heckle. He says Mario Kart. Yeah, because he's it's Mario Kart. He's God also a northerner. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Thank you, Judy, for coming into the studio with us. Yep. And Judy's going to be here, guys. <laughs> when When is your work away? When does it supposedly end? Uh, I'll be here for about a month. So that's actually great because obviously we'll see you <laughs> again when you leave, leave us. And maybe some of our listeners will meet you. Hey, guys, go get go to Shelby Farms. Look for Judy. We don't know what she's doing yet. <laughs> come say hi. Yeah, come say hi to her. <laughs> Hopefully she'll still be there yeah, when, yeah. when this goes out. Hopefully but it went well. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also going to be on an upcoming episode of Dr. Heckle. Um, I think it's going to be released by the time ours is released. So if you're listening right okay. now and you want it's more out. Surf Memphis, <laughs> go to Dr. Heckle's page and go listen to us as we derail his science into pseudoscience. 
Guys, real quick, we do want to remind you guys about Miles from Miller. It is coming up May 19th. Tickets are $25. You guys, if you have a bike, a helmet, even if you have one of those, find the other one of those things. Do this 40-mile bike ride. Crush it. I'll be there. It goes from Shelby Forest into Overton Park and then on to Wiseacre where there's an after party. You can find everything in the show notes. Guys, get your attention on it. Miles from Miller. And we would love if you guys like, subscribe, listen to all of us. Um, tell us we're beautiful. I love you. Goodbye. The proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.